we'd like to welcome you to The Journey from the Hill. This is a weekly podcast of Chapel Hill Baptist Church. Each week, you'll hear biblical teaching from our pastor, Dr. Shannon Moses. At the end of today's podcast, you'll hear a way to reach out to us with any questions you might have about this message. Now, let's prayerfully listen as Dr. Moses opens the Word of God. Yet not I, but it's Christ. Yet not I, but it's Christ. I pray that you can say that. Say that. Yet not I, but it's Christ living in us. It's Him doing it. It's Him working. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, when we come to come to that place when our last breath on this earth is taken and we step that next step into eternity. Can you say it's, it's, it has nothing to do with you, but it's all what Christ has done. It is Christ only. Christ only. You know, this morning, that, every bit of that goes along with what we're talking about. Talking about faith. Faith, looking at Hebrews. Go with me over to the book of Hebrews, reading through Hebrews this week. Next week will be 1 Corinthians. The next week will be 2 Corinthians, trying to get uh, through. We're trying to read together through the New Testament before the end of the year. And if we, if we continue, we're going to get there. But faith, how can we say, yet not I, but it's Christ? You've got to have faith. We've not seen this God we worship. We've not visibly seen Him, but we know He's there. We see creation. We see all that He has around us. We see the, the, the moon, the stars. We see the earth. We see babies born. We see, we see all that there is and there has to be. There is a Creator God. Why? Because He says He did it. Now, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. What they had in the past, what we've had all of our lives is faith. Faith in God who who sustains us, who holds us, who holds all this together. I mean, when you allow yourself to actually start wondering and thinking about how powerful, I mean, you, you, the word power doesn't even, you can't put powerful on God, okay? He's outside of power. Power means there, there's a limit that means, okay, he's only got so much. No, he's outside of power. He's outside of time, space, and creation and matter and all of this stuff. He, he took nothingness and created all of this. It takes faith. We believe all that. We believe it by faith. We believe those who have gone before us, have, who've trusted Christ, are, are, are in His presence. Whatever His current presence looks like, they're there. And they're with Him. How do we know that? Through faith. Hebrews 11, go with me there. Faith, walk of faith. We're not going to look down through all of them. I, I pray that you're reading this week. Just quickly read through. Then slow down and read through. Then, then pick up places and just read it. Read through the book. Read your words. Stay in the word. Hide his word in your heart. Guys, how can you know about God if you don't read His book? How can you know what He desires from us if we don't read? How? can't just get it all from me or from a Sunday school teacher or a podcast. No, we gotta, we got to ourselves go into the Word. Hebrews 11.1 1. Now faith is the, New American Standard is going to say, the assurance of things hoped for. Many of you, King James, New King James, want to say the, the substance of things hoped for. Now, faith 
is the assurance or substance of things hoped for, the conviction or evidence of things not seen. We know it's there, we just haven't seen it. And that motivates us, that drives us, that makes us act certain ways. Faith faith makes us think a certain way, act a certain way. It makes us give, it makes us love, it makes us serve, it makes us deny ourselves. It makes us put others first. Faith makes us love the unlovable, love when you're done wrong. When you're done wrong, go further with them. Faith is what motivates us to be obedient Because He desires obedience. He desires you and I to walk in obedience to Him. In all respects, in every aspect of our life. Not just on the Sunday morning portion of it. But on that part that, think about you tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Where will you be? God needs you to be 100% His tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Tomorrow afternoon. When you're getting off, when you're going home, when you're cheering, when you're practicing, when you're, when you're fishing, when you're uh, shopping, when you're sitting at home watching the news, whatever you're doing, God wants you to be completely obedient and surrendered and sold out to Him even then. And all through the week, why do we do that? Because of faith. He desires it. He desires us to surrender our will and to fully Devote ourselves completely over to Him. For by it the men of old gained approval. This, this hall of faith, these, these people that are talked about in Hebrews 11, the Old Testament saints, they didn't have Jesus to, to die on the cross for their sins like we. We have a backwards looking faith. We look back to the cross. We look back to the the work, the finished work. It is finished on the cross, the buried tomb, the empty tomb, the resurrected Lord. We look back to all of that. They had forward-thinking faith. They looked ahead to the promise. God said, I'm going to send a Messiah, and He did. God said, I'm going to bless you, and He did. God said, I would never leave you, and He never did. They had all of the forward looking, waiting on the promise of it to come. And they gained approval by acting on that. Faith drives us to action. You can't just say you believe and not do something about it. You can't say you believe and continue on your course. You can't say, hey, I believe God desires me to uh, honor Him in all things and to trust Him in all things and to love Him above all things and then not do that. That's not faith. That's lip service. That's That's wearing a mask. That's masquerading. That's playing a game. What lost people do. Yeah, 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 I believe in God. You believe in God? Oh, yeah, I believe in God. You honor Him? No, I ain't got time for that. Silliness. Faith makes us do things. It drives us. 
We don't, you don't have to understand it, you just trust Him. You don't have to get it, you just trust Him. You don't have to know what's next, you just trust Him. We have, we have all of this time that we've been alive and we've seen His hands, we've seen His fingerprints all over our lives and we look back and we see His faithfulness and we trust that He's going to remain faithful. He's just God. They looked forward. We look back. By faith, we understand that the worlds were prepared by the Word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. Wood. God did not have wood. God didn't have dirt. God didn't have all that stuff. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God didn't have stuff to go build. God didn't. Okay, we build these little boxes. Can I move this? I can't. You see this? This is wood. We built this, didn't you? We built this. They got skill. But they had wood and screws and hinges and light. God had none of that. Out of nothing. He spoke it into existence. He spoke it all into existence. Color was his idea. Cotton, that was his idea. I mean, it was all his idea. Toothbrush, his idea. He had nothing. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created it out of absolutely nothing. Do you believe that? That's faith. That's faith. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that is created. Jesus has always been there with him. He created, he spoke it, he holds it together by the the word, by his power, by his mere existence, by him being God. He holds it all together. If it were not, you know, we, we, we think about it, devil. God ain't scared of no devil. God ain't scared of the devil. The devil's a creation. Look at the beginning of Job. It was God who instigated, hey, have you considered my servant Job? Devil can't pull nothing on the Lord. Look around the world. Look around the world today. Oh my. We're going to die. Hey, I'm going to. Let me clear something up. You're going to die. It probably won't be a Hamas rocket or a Hezbollah rocket, but you're going to die. Look around you. Everybody look around you. Seriously, everybody look around you. These folks sitting in them pews that right there where you're sitting, it ain't here no more. They're dead. If God tarries 50 years from now, 20 years from now, 60, 70 years from now, There's going to be another group of people looking around these pews, and we're not going to be here. 
the reality. The reality. I mean, God's got this. God's in control of this. You're not going to go any sooner than you're supposed to. You're not going to go any sooner than you're supposed to. You're not going to accidentally die. You're not going to accidentally... I mean, I say that you're not going to accidentally die and God wake up and like, oh, wait a second, where did, where did, where did Casey go? I missed that one. No, he knew it. Where did Shannon go? Oh, he knew it. Guys, that's faith. God's either got this or he don't. God's either got you or He don't. And if He don't, we're in a world of trouble. I mean, it's pretty simple. You read over in the Corinthians where, where Paul's like, look, if, uh, some people are saying that He didn't rise from the dead. Some people are saying there is no resurrection from the dead and that Jesus didn't rise again. And if Jesus didn't rise again, our preaching is in vain. God's a liar. I mean, if Jesus did not do exactly what He said He did, then we're in trouble. Faith's pretty important. It's everything. We got this word We've got His Word. We've got His Spirit. We've got His presence. We've got His promise. He's, he's either telling the truth or He's not. And it's up to each and every individual. I'm going to believe it. And here's the deal. You can't just, well, I'm going to believe that and I'm not going to believe that. I'm going to believe that, but now I don't believe that now. I, I believe that because that's what I always heard, but, you know, I just don't believe that. How foolish. It's a package. It's a package. You, you, can't, you can't sit there and say, well, I just don't believe in all of that. Well, where are you going to go when you die? I'm going to heaven. I believe that. I want, I want me to be okay. But now I don't believe that. Can't do that. We don't pick and choose. It's faith. Faith is the evidence. It's the substance. It's the assurance. It's the conviction. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The convictions of things not seen. I've not seen it, but I believe it. I've not seen it, but I believe it to the point that I'm going to act upon it. I've not seen it, but I believe it to the point that I'm willing to die for it. And I'm willing to stake my eternity on it. That's faith. And guys, if he's got your eternity, don't you think he has your next doctor's appointment? If he's got your eternity, don't you think he knows what's going on in your bill world and in your finance world and in your kid world and oh, this world, oh, we're all going to die. You are. You're going to be just as dead as anything. You are going to be dead. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. And then there's a judgment. 
What are you going to do about that judgment? Old Testament saints look forward. New Testament saints look back. Verse 4, by faith Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained the testimony that he was righteous. God testifying about his gifts and through faith, though he is dead, he is still speaking. Let's quickly turn over, to, turn over with me to Genesis 4. Here we are in 2023 still talking about Abel. God said we would do that, didn't he? Didn't he? He said it right there in the Word. He said it in the New Testament. He said it in the book of Hebrews that even though he was dead, we're still going to be talking about him because he was faithful. And here we are today honoring the Word of God and going back into Scripture and retelling the story of obedient Abel. But watch this. Genesis chapter 4, verse 3. So it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the first fruits of the ground. And Abel, on his part, brought of the firstlings of the flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard to Abel and for his offering. Wow! Abel did a good thing. Abel did what was right. Abel honored God. But look what happens. But for Cain and his offerings, he had no regard. So Cain became very angry, and his countenance fell. And then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why does your countenance fail? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at your door, and it, it's desirous for you, but you must master it. And Cain told his brother, and it came about when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and he, he killed him. What? Yeah, but he did the right thing. You're right. He got killed for it. He did the right thing. I thought, I thought if we do the right thing, we're going to live happily ever after. That's not biblical. I thought when I give my life to Christ that, that the bills would stop coming and the relationship would get better and the sickness would go away and everything would be good then. That is not biblical. Abel did the right thing and his brother, not a foreigner, not a stranger, but his own brother killed him. And you know what? God let it happen. God let it happen. God looked at Cain and said, Cain, didn't even talk. We don't have a verse in there where God comes and whispers to Abel. Hey, Abel, look, I done talked to Cain. I told him to act right, but the dude's kind of angry. I don't know what's going on. Abel, you may want to get out of Dodge. Abel didn't get that. Abel's just out in the field doing his job. 
Abel was just doing what he was supposed to do, walking in obedience to his God. Cain was under the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Cain disobeyed and Abel died. That's faith. It may not always work out like we think. He's told us it. Look over back at the Hebrews, Hebrews 11. Look at verse 37. Look at, verse, look at verse 32. It says, And what more shall I say? For time will fail me if I try to tell you about Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah or David and Samuel and all the prophets. Look down at verse 37. Not those, but many. Listen to what happened. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They were tempted. They were, they were put to death with sword. They, they went about in sheep skins and in goat skins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, men of whom the world was not worthy, wandering in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. You're like, these are bad guys, Right? These are people that rebel, rebelled, right? These are people that didn't have faith, right? No, these are people that acted on their faith. The Bible says this, and all of these, having gained approval through their faith, did not receive what was promised because God had provided something better for us so that apart from us, they would not be made perfect. Sometimes faith, when you're walking in faith and you're trusting the Lord, we don't know the outcome. We don't know what's coming. We don't know what's going to happen. <clears throat> by faith, verse 5, by faith Enoch was taken up. In a, at a time, you could read on, in a time to where people were just going crazy. Methuselah's daddy. Methuselah lives, oldest man to ever live on the earth, 969 years. Methuselah's daddy, Enoch, in a time to where men were, were horrible. We ain't got a clue how bad they were. It was so bad back then that God sent the flood. But Enoch walked with God and God took him. He was a rare find. He was obedient and God said, look, I got a plan for you. Church, without faith, verse 6, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who seek him. You know, sometimes God will ask you to do things you don't understand. Sometimes God will put you in positions you don't have a clue. Sometimes God will stretch you. You know, God doesn't look around and we've all heard he don't, qualify, he don't call the qualified, he qualifies the call. That, that's, a, that's really a good explanation. It's a good worldly explainer of what God does. God just takes people who are willing and he says, watch this. Look at what he did with Noah. Verse 7, by faith Noah being warned by God about things not yet seen. There hadn't been a flood, y'all. There hadn't been rain yet, y'all. 
Can you imagine what Noah must have went through building that boat? And this wasn't just any boat. It was a massive boat. Cubit, one and a half feet long. 300 cubits. 450 feet long. It's a massive big old boat. Massive boat. Can you imagine everybody around you? You're a fool. You idiot. You're, you're stupid. Why are you doing that? What are you wasting your life for? God told me to. Can you imagine how many times Noah must have said those words? Why? Because God told me to. Why are you doing that? Because God told me to. Why are you acting like that? Because God told me to. Why are you doing that? Because God told me to. That's faith. It don't have to make sense. And, and here's the thing. When you read through, and you read through Noah, and you see Moses, and Abraham, and Sarah, and you see all of these guys, here's what you've got to remember. And this isn't, you've got to pull this out of the text. There are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of other people on the earth at the time. And God picked Enoch. But what's everybody else doing? What about them? And God picked Noah. Well, what about everybody else? Nobody else is doing it. And God picked Abraham. Yeah, but nobody else is acting this way. Nobody else is, everybody else is having fun. And God picked Moses. And God picked individuals out of the world. And he says, hey, you, I want to do something big through you. Notice how in the Bible, we don't have him doing it through massive people groups. We have him doing it through individuals. You see David stand up. All the armies were ready to retreat. And David was like, he ain't talking about my God like that. Faith doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. Faith is personal. And I get you. In 23, in in 2023, and in the past recent future, what others are doing really matters. We honestly, if we're not careful, care more about what others are doing or what others think. Yeah, but God, if I go and do this, 
If I go and build this ark-like thing in 23 and do this thing that nobody's ever seen or nobody's ever thought or go totally against the society and totally against the world, what are they going to say about me? I believe that in, even in 2023, that the Lord is calling His church to be faithful like an Enoch in the crowd, a Noah in the crowd, an Abraham made no sense. He's an old man. Sarah's an old woman. There's no way they'll ever have babies. Why? Faith is an individual thing. It doesn't matter what your neighbor is doing or what the rest of the group is doing or what everybody else thinks. Faith does not regard others' opinion. Faith has one desire, and that is to honor and please the Father. That's what we're called to. We're called to walk by faith and not by sight. We're called to trust in Him with all of our heart and not to lean on our own understanding. We're called to surrender our will, to take up our cross daily and be willing to go and die. We're called to that. We're not called to convenience. We're not called to comfortable. We're not called to to what makes sense. We're called to trust Him. We're not called to, I hear you, Lord, and then we look around and say, yeah, but, but you're not telling them to do that, and, and you're not telling that group to do that. We're not called to any of that. We're called to singularly, here I am, Lord. I'm listening. Your servant, your son, your daughter is listening. I surrender. What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? How do you want me to live? Who do you want me to be? I'm yours, God. And when he speaks, guess what? You obey. When he says go, you simply go. When he says, hey, this is it. I want you to just do that. Whether it's acting or whether it's stopping, whether it's going or whether it's not, whether it's serving or loving or being. Father God, We're weak. We know that's true. Help us, Lord, in practical application of that on a daily basis. Lord, to be fully surrendered, devoted, committed to you. In spite of what you're doing in everyone else's life. You... Lord, speak to us. We, we want to listen. We want to do. God, forgive us. Lord, right now, forgive us for all the times you've spoke and told and led and nudged and said and, and we didn't listen. Forgive us for all the time we wasted. For all the energy we have wasted. For all the effort we wasted. God, forgive us for our doubt. 
Forgive us, Lord, for not simply surrendering and obeying, trusting you fully, fully, fully. God, have mercy on us. Thank you, Jesus. In spite of us, thank you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. We hope you received a blessing from this week's message. If you have any questions about what you've heard from Pastor Shannon this week, you may call our church office at area code 205-339-4071. We pray that God's word strengthens you as you go on your journey today.